And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Well, uh, I saw one report uh, where Israel stating, what, 1,500 uh, of the uh, terrorist bodies found on the Israeli side, mm-hmm. and and that's from the the fighting with uh, 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 the Israel military, right? Uh, just going through everything here, seeing the latest any updates that uh, that we have, and really no updates except the uh, the bombing of of Gaza uh, continued uh, overnight. Right. Overnight here in America. And, yeah, and, and officials uh, in Israel say that this is just the beginning. Which we assumed it was the declaration of war. Uh, this is not going to go away. It, this is not going to uh, be one of these moments in, in the bubble that uh, many are used to living in here in the U.S. For Israel, this has to be a complete and thorough retaliation. What is it, 11 Americans now? Yeah. 11 Americans uh, we now know are dead, and they do believe that American hostages um, have been taken. They don't right. know how many. Right. Israel was talking about 150 at least hostages have mm-hmm. been taken. Mm-hmm. 200,000 Americans, including tourists, visitors, yeah. right. uh, are uh, in Israel. Right. Uh, this well, was a Wall Street Journal massacre at an Israel music festival. Uh, at dawn Saturday in the desert of southern Israel, a few thousand revelers were celebrating the end of the Jewish holiday season at the Tribe of Nova Music Festival. It would soon become the scene of the worst mass murder of Jews since the Holocaust. A few revelers noticed what seemed to be parachutes descending from the sky. I know the first thing when I read that was the scene from Red Dawn. Yeah. You think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the, and it's a, 
it's a horrific scene if you ever. I mean, it's a fictionalized movie, but if you ever said that's the 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 first thing that I thought of filming. Uh, at, at first, a few revelers noticed what seemed to be parachutes descending from the sky, filming them on their phones. Soon they saw trucks of armed men arrived. Then the shooting began, point blank, as crowds fled for their lives. Those who tried to reach their cars to escape were slaughtered as the Hamas killers waited at the exits. One festival In one festival tent, bodies of the murdered laid piled together where they'd been shot in mass, like the scenes of Jews shot and dumped into ditches in World War II. Those who fled across the desert were luckier, at least at first, though the killers soon pursued them. Some hid behind trees, under bushes, according to the accounts of the survivors. Others were shot as they fled, some in the legs so they could be taken captive. Readers have seen the videos of captives, some wounded, being carried off to a dungeon in Gaza as hostages. Israeli rescue groups report finding some 260 bodies at the festival site. The tribe of Nova Massacre joins other mass murders of the innocent that history should never forget. Stalin's massacre of Polish officers uh, in the Catan Force comes to mind, as does a Nazi execution of thousands of Jews in 1941. It's another reminder that the arc of history may be long, but it doesn't always bend towards justice. It often points towards mayhem and injustice, even when the baser instincts of human nature and the murderous ambition are left unchecked by civilized nations. In a world where might is allowed to determine right, the innocent aren't spared. Let's hope hundreds or thousands more won't have to die before we relearn this ancient lesson. You know, you 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 know, you look at it and you say, you know, do we learn from the lessons? And the answer is no, we don't. No, we've talked about this. Before. No, we don't. We don't. No, uh, we mention every nine eleven when people say never forget. Well, we have. You may say you haven't forgotten, but by the behavior of the United States, with the open borders that we have, we've forgotten. Yeah, because any country that was surely uh, that was uh, surely uh, worried about the security of the border would not allow this to happen. If you're worried about terrorists or anybody else coming into your country, you can have a legit legal immigration system. We've talked about that before. But there's a difference. Notice that Democrats, when they talk about the border, all they talk about, well, what we need is comprehensive immigration reform. You had Schwarzenegger say it yesterday on The View. Yeah. yeah. But then he separated it and said, but number one. A border where no one can get through. That's what he said. Yep. Well, comprehensive immigration reform is completely a different topic than a secure border. Yep. They're two separate topics. You secure the border and we actually have a legal immigration system right now. Mm -hmm. We actually have a comprehensive immigration system. Yep. What is it? Because they never explain what they want in a comprehensive immigration system. They wish to legalize those that are here illegally. If you do that, then you have no chance of a secure border, whether you have a wall or not. 
No, I mean, you know, this is this is where we are. Because as you see, they come in from Canada. It's, it's all about amnesty. For the left, it's all about amnesty, which is they're hoping then uh, a, a cycle that will repeat 10 years down the road. Because I, for one, I don't want to have any conversation about anything until you seal the border. And they will not do that. They're not going to do that. We've seen what they do, the opposite. We've seen it right now. Right. And and they know that even if they were to seal the, the border for, uh, uh, you know, on a uh, on a temporary level, ultimately, what's going to happen? They're going to relax those standards, and then 10 years down the road, we're back at square one. Oh, well, what we should do is comprehensive, blah, 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 blah. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Now, seal the border. And to wrap up everything that we've talked about it really over the last couple of days, when we look at the other problems that we face that are obvious problems. And when we say that, you know, never forget, never forget, never forget. Of course, we've forgotten Mm -hmm. because it's the behavior that you're you're involved in or the politics that you support. The Biden administration and the Obama administration. Have been helping to fund the world's leading exporter of terrorism and of anti-American terrorism and of anti-Jewish terrorism since Obama was in office. Mm -hmm. Trump attempted to rein in Iran and was successful. The numbers are out there as to how much money they had and how much money they have now. We have seen the media attempt to protect the Biden administration. And I'm sorry, but Nikki Haley did a horrible job when she was on Meet the Press yesterday. Mm. Horrible job. Mm-hmm. Because she was being pounded. Well, uh, nobody can identify that that $6 billion, that one cent of that has been spent. And she didn't go into, look, this is fungible. We're talking about if this money goes in. We're talking about not just this, but all the oil money. 
that has been put forth. It's easy to explain and defeat their argument. And Nikki Haley was horrible on Meet the Press yesterday. You heard me screaming when I was listening to it a little while ago. Hmm. Like, be prepared. It's not hard. We can put Iran on their knees. We have the ability to do that. We don't have the political will. And tell me why that is. I don't know. Why do you don't know? Why is there this need to appease Iran? For what? I don't know. But it's that's in the Democratic Party. It is. And it's fully supported by the Democratic Party. Absolutely runs through the party. And then the other part is the anti-Semitism that exists in the Democratic Party. That's where it is, as we know. Now, you may call it the radical left, as Dershowitz did the other day, the extreme radical left. But anti-Semitism comes from identity politics, as we have stated. Mm-hmm. And today we played, go back, listen to the podcast uh, of, of the show, played it earlier on, but we played Dershowitz, who was saying that this, this is just, this is horrible, that but he's a Democrat who votes strictly Democratic. Yeah, that's it. That's why we votes. Uh, we had on the uh, 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 Jonathan uh, Greenblatt from the Anti Defamation League, who is furious at MSNBC, calling Hamas terrorists, mm. soldiers, and fighters. Yeah. Yet at the same time, because he worked in the Obama administration and is a loyal Democrat, said, "I love your network." Well, that network in the Democratic Party is the party that has mainstreamed identity politics. Identity politics is where you judge people as groups, not as individuals. All the radical left did was add Jews to the list of stereotyping. And it seems like these loyal Democrats who are outraged by it don't seem to understand that problem of the Democratic Party. Well, that's it. The Greenblatt, I want to know who's writing the scripts. That network that you love. Right. And then the same thing we said to Larry Summers, who was talking about how just he felt so alienated from Harvard because yeah. that's where they're having Harvard, the the the. Uh, the management hasn't spoken out about these student groups that are celebrating the Hamas terrorists. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because the Ivy League is all liberal. They support the Democratic Party. They get their identity politics. They may have expanded their identity politics, but all they did was add Jews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's they're, uh, Forrest Gump could connect the dots better than these so-called intellectuals who are just furious at where the far left is going. Well, where the hell do you think it came from? Okay, we're racist against everybody. Now we're going to add another group. We're bigoted and we're st- and intolerant, and we stereotype all these groups. Let's add one more. I can't believe they added one more. Well, but, you've you been... never, but you you don't hear the words, I'm done. No, I'm done with this party. I'm done with this nonsense. I'm done with this delusional state of mind. You don't hear that. Look, when in in the 1980s, when they were going after conservative, uh, uh, conservative blacks. I mean, that was pure racism. They were going after blacks who were conservatives. Nope. 
all blacks must think alike. Critical race theory came in <laughs> and added, well, all whites think alike too. Yeah. And they're culturally racist and they can never, ever get rid of it. Yeah, right. Which then, you know, uh, got to uh, the, the entire concept of, uh, of, of privilege and reparations and everything else. Some people are eternal victims. Some people are eternal oppressors based on their physical characteristics. God, it's so obvious the racism involved in it. And all these so-called leftist intellectuals who are now, you know, just (laughs) can't believe the anti-Semitism from the far left haven't been able to connect the dots you practice identity politics, you stereotype groups of people, you don't treat people as individuals, but you place them in a particular group of religion or skin color or whatever. And wonder and, how and, you got here. Yeah, and then you wonder how you got here. How do we get here? Oh, we don't have no idea where this came from. Duh. Yeah, I just, I believe some of them are playing stupid. Because they realize you can't defend it anymore. No. They're playing ignorant. Yeah. We we were around when it started in the late 80s, or early 90s. Conservative blacks, they started with conservative blacks. They're not, they're not genuinely black because all black people must think alike. And if you're autonomous and have thoughts of your own, then you're not truly black. You're an Uncle Tom. We heard all these things. Oh, yeah. But where was the outrage from the left then? Instead of saying, because this has been the way, right way, right, if you were a Democrat, the right way would have been, that's horrendous that you're saying that. Yeah. Attack them on the substance or lack of substance of their argument. Keep the skin color out of it. How many Democrats were saying that back in the late 80s, early 90s? You didn't hear that. No. Where do you think the hell this all came from? It's mainstream in the Democratic Party, and now, oh, no, the anti-Semitism that exists. Where did this come from? We don't know where it came from. They just added another group. Yeah. Yep. 866-90-RED-EYE. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. Perhaps the most significant detail about the 2024 USDA Agricultural Outlook Forum is... This is the 100th Agricultural Outlook Forum, so started back in 1924. World Agricultural Outlook Board Chair Mark Jekodowski providing some of the initial details regarding next year's Centennial Ag Outlook Forum, including... Note on the date, because the forum is actually going to take place one week earlier than it has over the past several years, so it's going to be February 15th and 16th in 2024. Also announced the theme of the upcoming forum. The theme is cultivating the future, so it's sort of a recognition that we've hit that 100-year milestone, and now we're going to continue to look ahead for agricultural markets and look at how challenges facing the sector are going to be solved. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. 
Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Well, Republicans came out of a, a meeting late last night. Uh, at least they put on a serious front that they need to get united and get a speaker ASAP, number one, because of the Israeli situation right, right now. Yeah, they're going to they, need to be in a group in the House. Yep. And uh, this kind of fallout and this back and forth can't continue. You know, when our strongest ally right now is at war. The interesting thing is McCarthy says he will now accept the position of a consensus speaker. Yeah, well. Now, do you add mm. consensus in there? No, to, well, <laughs> yeah. Is that is that is that spiking the ball before you win the game, before you score the touchdown? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, I guess the technical term is the fact that you know the uh, the other two it's right now are splitting it the the yeah. caucus and right. you could get more and therefore you're considered that you know that he would take the position of he didn't call himself the consensus speaker right. but he would take the position of the consensus speaker to be fair mm-hmm. to McCarthy on it yeah but I just. When I heard it, I went, hmm, is that a pre-spike? Well, because when you when you do that, now you're starting to split it up again, and now you're bringing back, you know, the, the chaos that we saw last week. So you need to decide as a party. Is it time to get serious or not? And they don't want to do four days in the public of screaming no. back and forth no, with they everything going not. on. They do not. Nope. Uniden America Studios. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. House Republicans walked out of a nearly three-hour conference meeting on Monday night, united over a sense of urgency in needing to pick a new speaker and little else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is from Fox. Hmm. Uh, One of the most prominent debates to surface less than 72 hours before the Republicans are set to gather behind closed doors for their speaker election is uh, whether to raise the threshold needed to put a candidate on the House floor. I don't think we ought to be changing rules in the middle of uh, of an election. I just don't think that's wise. I also think there is some wisdom of having members have their surnames called out and have to declare it to everybody, said Representative Steve Womack who is backing Steve Scalise for speaker. Secret ballot accomplishes very little you know other than it gives you the opportunity to freely express yourself 
without being made known. But Representative Dusty, Dusty Johnson of South Dakota, leader of the Main Street Caucus, said he was leaning in favor of a change but had not yet made up his mind. It's going to take us four days to get to 218. I think everyone should agree that burning that time on the floor is suboptimal right now. That if you're out there debating for four days, screaming at each other with the Israeli situation going on, it's just not going to look good. So... No, you need to, they, they need to come together behind closed doors and pull this together. However it comes out, whoever the speaker is going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, if it ends up being Kevin McCarthy, and I'm not convinced that it will, but if it does, wow. Uh Look, I don't, I, in, I don't know of greater political comebacks in such a short period of time. Look, we'd be hypocrites if we would say that optics didn't matter right now to Republicans because we're saying very clearly optics matter to the president. Absolutely. And and the Democrats, the Democrats that uh, seem to be pro-Hamas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, GOP needs to get it okay. together right now and... There needs to be a great uh, uh, effort to also build consensus within the House to do whatever we need to do to support Israel. Well, and, and, I, and I do think you need a strong Republican Party and a strong leader, yeah. strong leadership of the Republican Party yep. to be asking the American people, do you believe that where we have gone with Iran from hurting their economy tremendously under Trump to enabling and and actually because of our policy helping to finance the terrorism against Israel and Americans mm-hmm. that have been killed is the right thing that we should be doing because that's what's happening yep and I think they need to be strong and united on that. And if they don't get it done quick, I mean, they were out there yesterday, but who's the leader of the Republicans? Yeah, right. No, you that's know, a good question. I played, uh, who would we play? We played uh, Lindsey Graham, McCarthy, mm-hmm. I think a little bit of Scalise. And it's mm-hmm. like, but who represents the Republicans right now? Right. And you need a strong, you need strong communication coming from the Republicans right now uh, to the American people saying, do you agree with what this administration is doing? Because they're not fooling anybody. The media is trying to run cover for the president Mm -hmm. because you had Republicans early on focus on the $6 billion, which we know is, uh, of course, is fungible. If they know it's coming, they can spend other money on it. Mm -hmm. But Nikki Haley wasn't able to explain that simply on Meet the Press. And she should have pounded on the anchor for mm-hmm. asking, you know, for asking that question and then insisting over and over again that she was on some type of moral high ground. And Nikki Haley basically changed the topic. She couldn't, she didn't have the information in front of her. Right. She didn't know. She wasn't prepared. She wasn't prepared. 
You need to, you need to be prepared about how like we read like we did yesterday and Kevin McCarthy and who else uh, Jim Garrity uh the Wall Street Journal they all explained it they all explained all the billions of dollars that we opened up because we stopped the oil embargo yep. of Iran yep. and the billions of dollars that it gave them and that was directly because of a decision of the president of the United States yep and the hostage deal adds another 6 billion that they can say, okay, we got this coming in. We can spend this money now. Mm-hmm. Americans know how it works. And since you have the media covering for this White House again, just like where's the fury hmm. of Biden? You know, we uh, has there been a liberal publication that has said, look, Biden's lying to you. It's not the laws in stating that he has to build the wall. That's the excuse he's giving. I know that some of the environmental groups said that, but that didn't get wide publicity. No. No, it didn't make much noise at all. Right. And AOC did say that. Hmm. AOC did say that. At yeah. least she came out and said, so he has to bail the law. They can red tape this thing until the end. Right. It's where he started, day one. So don't say you can't do that anymore. Right. There's no, you didn't cite any judgment there's no court that ordered you to do this. No. And so they're trying to do the same thing, but it's amazing. And they need to pound on the fact that Americans have been killed. And the president haven't, hasn't gone before the American people to talk about it in a terrorist attack. That's mind-boggling. It, 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 it I is. thought for sure at some point during the day yesterday we'd hear the president's going to make a primetime address. Has it become... So mind-boggling that it's normal to people. I don't think so because uh, the, the the rage is still with me because we've been pounding on this for the longest time, both the Obama administration and and the uh, Biden administration on supporting our enemies because that's what they're doing because they could have stopped it and they didn't. You know, Obama with the first Iran deal. They're trying to normalize that Iran is a normal Western country, and so are the Palestinians under Hamas. Yep. As if they're just normal players who want peace. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, yesterday was John Kirby acting as Iran's defense lawyer all day. The president... Nowhere to be found. No, the the Kirby, as we have said, and, and the thing shocking, his long Navy career. And he might as well, will have been paid by the Iranians yesterday. The American taxpayers were paying John Kirby to be the propaganda arm of the Iranian regime. Yeah. The world's largest exporter of terrorism. Mm-hmm especially anti-American terrorism and anti-Israel terrorism. And it's just, you just wonder, is, are they, is everything so insane that insane has just become normal for the American public? Maybe we'll see in the polls. We did see, we'd wonder that in Afghanistan, and then the polls came out, and it was 
Well, the, worst I mean, poll, the worst polls the president ever had when, when Kabul, after Afghanistan. When Kabul fell on that weekend, and, and the same thing, I remember that Sunday, thinking, well, I'm sure he's going to make a statement. I'm sure he's going to be at a podium. Nope. And he had to be bothered and seemed annoyed when he had to come out and, and address the American people and then turned around and, of course, turned his back not just once, but many times on the American people. And now it's the same thing. I, I don't I don't know what to say about somebody who doesn't have the ability to learn. How could you not look at that and say, we can't ever let that happen again. We can't handle a situation like that again. Because think about this. You've got American lives that have been lost yet again. Americans now that are in the hands of Hamas. And he was silent yesterday. There is no excuse. There is nothing you can say that makes that right. Nothing. And and the reason is he can't answer the questions. The reporters have disseminated it. You know, Nikki Haley didn't get it right on Sunday morning. No. But it's been disseminated now. You know, we did we did yesterday, you saw National Review did the Wall Street Journal. The money trail has been has been explained to the American public and the media understands now the money trail and that it's not about whether the six billion dollars was spent, but it's about the oil money that has been allowed to flow back into uh, uh, Iran, which came from Joe Biden, and it, then the that the six billion is fungible, and if you know you've got that coming in, you can spend other money. That's been explained to the American people; they understand it, the media understands it, and those questions will be directed to him. And then at that point, at that point, the allegation is you helped cause this. They know they can't put him out; they don't believe they can put him out to answer such questions. Because it will be, that's it, why it, I was expecting something yeah. from the Oval Office. Just a statement. His face in front of a camera. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out why that didn't happen. I think they know he has to answer some questions and they don't want him to. He's not capable of it. I wouldn't suggest that to him if I were on his team. And the only way you get it is if you pre-select who's going to ask the questions, and nobody asks those questions. You take three well, questions. But, and then he's like, and well, then you hey, walk away. all right, all right. Uh, let's say, uh, 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 Jane, I'm supposed to call on, it says here I'm supposed to call on you. Well, you know, when he You said, can't do that. It has well, to be from the Oval well, Office. Let me, <laughs> let me ask you this question. The Babylon Bee might, uh, might cover this one. When he says they, who is he talking about? The Iranians? The Chinese? Chinese, yeah. Ukrainian officials? He says, they don't want me to talk. Who is they? No, you can't put them in front. The second best option, it leaves you with nothing else but an address from the Oval Office. No reporters. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. 
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Hmm. Uh, inflation numbers out what? Tomorrow? Tomorrow for September. And we'll see where it goes. I don't know if they put out the median forecast just yet. Let's see if it's out there. All right. Um, okay. mm. I, I put inflation forecast. It's like 5.5%. I read this headline. Yeah. Inflation forecast declined to 5.5%. That's India. <laughs> oh, That's inflation in India. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I don't see any. Market Watch does not have a median forecast on it just yet. Maybe by the end of the day or tomorrow morning. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, we'll see where it goes, though. But, uh, you know, core inflation has been uh, going up for the last couple of months. And that's the concern. As uh, housing costs, basically, uh, shelter costs are hitting reality now and catching up with the measurement, the inflation measurement. Um, In real time, we've known this from the private sector. They've been talking about it for months. But at some point, it was bound to catch up. And that's exactly what happened. As analysts look over the past couple of months, they saw that. and, And that's what we're looking at. And on top of that, energy prices and the energy prices aren't helped by uh, what's going on right now in the Middle East. And, uh, you know, we'll see uh, the Dow actually was up almost 200 points yesterday. But I think it's early in the game and they're trying to assess what disruption there might be uh, in the Middle East uh, and how long that could last in terms of energy, um, especially with Brent crude. Uh, We'll but we'll. You know, watch that. And I think the the analysts, I think basically Wall Street right now, they're just looking at a couple of things. They'll be looking at, at inflation numbers, but then also look looking at the Treasury and 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 the fact that, you know, so many are looking at that sure bet, you know, of jumping in on Treasury bills instead of the stock market. If that's going to continue, then you're going to see the Dow suffer as a result of that. is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.